The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. All right, uh, Joyce McComiskey and her partner, Tony, have been separated since March 18th because of the border closure as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, listen to this. She lives in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. He lives in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Literally a 30-minute drive door to door. But she's not allowed to drive across the border to see him. She, too, has been using her voice and her story to try to make change for couples separated by the border closure. Joyce joins us this afternoon. Joyce, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? It is good. It is nice to talk to you. And I just, if you know, for my listening audience, I'm just going to let them know that uh, Joyce and I went to high school together. And I think this is the first time that we have spoken, you know, voice to voice to each other in 30 years absolutely (laughs) i can't believe you just said 30 years but yes (laughs) it is 30 years but we're friends on facebook and i've been following your story joyce um can you give me an idea what the last number of months have been like for for you and and tony it's it's, it has to have been just incredibly difficult it has it's actually been it's been quite surreal i uh we were told you know we were across it was march break when when this all happened and we were across we were going to go on a little family vacation and then obviously as things were unfolding we put that on hold and then uh trudeau asked us to come home so we did um and we sort of separated at that point right we separated our little family of three and our family of five dogs (laughs) and you know jumped in the car and and came back home and as tear-filled as it was we had no idea that it was going to be months before we Uh saw each other again i you know we we really both thought as hard as it was going to be we we thought maybe it was going to be weeks maybe it was going to be you know like a month and and there'd be some protocol you know we obviously didn't think it was going to just be back to normal but we thought we'd, we'd have some protocol and be able to to be together again as a family so you went from really being together every day. I mean, Sault Ste. Marie, it's just a big bridge. We, you go over it. It takes, you know, five, ten minutes to drive across it. It's it's really easy to travel back and forth, and it only costs, what, $5 to pay the toll to go yep. across. Now, you did make the decision. So you were seeing each other every day pretty much. Um, after four months or so, you decided that you needed to see him, and he's not allowed to come to Canada right now, right? Exactly, exactly. But, he but He tried. He tried. He's not allowed to come to Canada, but Canadians can still fly into the United States, and that's what you did. So instead of spending $5 on a bridge toll, you spent $1,000 to take a flight down to, what, Detroit and then drive all the way back up? Yeah, yeah, I did Sault Ste. Marie, Toronto, Toronto, Detroit, and then he drove the five hours to pick me up in Detroit, and then we drove back together. So then you drove back together, you spent some time, you reconnected, which I'm, you know, the the holiday pictures look fantastic. And on the other side, you needed to quarantine. When you came home, you needed to quarantine, right? Absolutely. Directly from customs right to my home. All right. So, I mean, first off, I mean, that's a lot of money to spend, obviously. You followed all the rules and regulations. Um, You know, it would be much easier for you to just be able to drive across the bridge, Joyce, um, and and pay that amount. But the fact of the matter is that you're still going to have to quarantine. So what is it that you would like to see happen to make, um, you know, the reunification of families like yours a little bit easier? Well, there's a couple of things. I mean, I'm in a very unique situation where I can quarantine. 
you know, if, if they at least open up that exemption to include other versions of family. And I mean, we are mm-hmm. in a day and age where everybody isn't, you know, it's not the natural children with the natural parents in a married situation all the time. So that's the first part. The first part is really to be more realistic about the definition of families. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the second, the quarantine part, and I I know there are other communities, Europe in particular, that with the proper affidavits and agreements, they allow for common law, long-term partner, adult children as well, to be able to travel and be reunited. Um, And quarantine for the length of time they're in the country if it's less than 14 days. So I know that's definitely something that, you know, as an advocacy group, I'm part of a group of about 5,000 people in a group on Facebook. Um, that's another option. You know, if, if somebody mm-hmm. is, is not quite as flexible as I am and, and can't spend that full 14 days in quarantine, allowing that family member to stay in quarantine as long as they are in Canada and then immediately return to their home with zero mm-hmm. exposure to anybody else would at least offer that flexibility. Even for me, it's, you know, a week away and two weeks of quarantine, it's uh, it's a village that allows me to do that because we, you know, I do have a 15-year-old daughter. He he co-parents a 15-year-old teen with me. So it's everybody being willing to to go through that three-week process. There's, there's got to be, I mean, I mean, so, you know, that so, so close but so far away, I mean, it's just, it, it must be almost some mind games at time. It must be just taking a toll, um, you know, obvious, you know, if you have a strong relationship, that's, you know, that that's great and you, you work through these things, right? We get that. But on your mental health, and we've heard, you know, um, MP Jenneru talking about that as well, you know, the mental health aspect of this, what has that been like for you your family it's extremely difficult we um, we tend to be very glass half full people and it's hard to maintain you know every month where it just rolls over and that's why I decided to go in July you know it wasn't that I all of a sudden decided that um, jumping on a plane was a great idea but I've gotten to the point where it is a struggle to stay positive when there is no time frame there is no time frame. There are no parameters that I can attempt to, you know, to to adhere to. There's really nothing to hope for, and people not in the situation, you know, just don't get it. And I appreciate that. That's the human condition. Until it touches you, it's it's generally not, you know, super important. But you know, we've gone through this pandemic, and we've we've made all the sacrifices that everybody else has. You know, we've done everything that has been asked of us. And yet on top of that, at the end of the day, you know, if mm. Delaney's had a bad day at school or I've had a bad day at work, we don't have that third piece to our family for support emotionally, yeah. physically. You know, we live in the country, so you know, we're looking at wood and all that fun stuff for winter, and he's, <laughs> he feels horrible, right? Yeah. You know, we're yeah. like, it's okay, honey, you know, we're going to sort this out. But there he is on the other side alone. Without, you know, without even Delaney. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky. I've got her with me, um, you know, and I, I can grab a hug. And we both live in the country. We're both naturally isolating by the, by the homes that we've chosen. Um, but it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to stay positive. You know, I'm blessed with an amazing partner, and he is great, and he is constantly reaffirming to both Delaney and I that this is just another hurdle, and, you know, we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. 
it is really hard yeah. to stay positive. Absolutely. Well, Joyce, yeah. uh, you know, I, my, my hope for you is that um, some things become a little bit easier on that front for your family, for Delaney and, and Joyce and uh, for you and, and, and Tony, and that you get to see each other again sometime soon, um, sooner than you know, five, six months from now and certainly not having to shell out another $1,000 to do so. We'll continue to follow this as well, Joyce. Uh, next time I'm home, let's get, to get together for a glass of wine, okay? Absolutely. Thanks so much for helping put a voice to this, Jalen. I really, really appreciate it. You betcha. Joyce McComsky joining us this afternoon. She lives in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Her partner, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. They've been separated because of the border closure. And she's not alone. She, she, As you heard, she's uh, part of an advocacy group called Faces of Advocacy. About 5,000 members of it right now. You can check it out online if you'd like. But they just want to be together. And they would like to see that uh, common law and adult children be added to the definition of family so it is a little bit easier and yeah it's important to remember someone says you know here she's flying over to the united states well yeah you can fly to the united states too right now you can you have to you have to though um, you have to um, um, isolate for 14 days when you come back. And she was lucky enough because of her job, it allowed her to do that. But of course, she had to fly there, not just drive across the border and pay five bucks, $1,000 to fly down there. And that was a choice that they made to uh, to try to bridge the gap a little bit. So we'll continue to follow it. Um, if you want to check out that website or that advocacy group, again, it's Faces of Advocacy.